Hey guys, we're back. It's Haley and Joelle. What's going on? Oh my gosh, so so much. I mean, we just are kind of gearing up to the end of the year, and we just were in DC, and we've been traveling. And Liam started fourth grade, and I'm like well into like my second year, like post op. And just, you know, kind of just like all of the, all of the things I, how about you? Well, it's so funny. You mentioned your second year. I literally just got a Snapchat memory from five years ago and it was my five year anniversary. Happy um, third anniversary. Or yes, third year, I should have said. No. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. But you too. I mean, I mean, I know yours is, is a while ago, but it's still exciting that you're already, you know, over two years in and it's just like. I don't know become a way of life now I feel like it is and it's kind of funny because I've really been like thinking about this more lately like just how much you over time you just adapt to the mm-hmm. lifestyle and you think you you go through all of these like phases and you go through all these months and you go through stalls and you go through periods of regain and you go through periods of like just normal hormonal stuff like just all of the things and but you settle in to this lifestyle and you adapt and you figure out like really what works best for you Mm -hmm. as your own weight loss surgery patient. Because when you really think about it, like your doctor and your surgeons, and yes, you have this team, but they're not, they're there to guide you, but they they can't live for you. Right. Right. They can't, they can't hold your hand. They can't tell you what's best. You know, they can, they can guide you, like I said, but at the end of the day, like you have to be able to find a lifestyle and a way of eating and a way of hitting your goals and a way of, of doing this, that's going to benefit you in the best way possible. You know, where like, I always say like somebody might not resonate with my story, but they might resonate with yours and that's okay. Yeah. Because everybody's story is, is different. And you have to, you have to, um, you have to accept that the whole process is not going to be perfect. There's going to be ups and there's going to be downs and there's going to be, you know, weeks and months of great happiness. And then there's going to be months of like, what the hell is going on? Like, what is my body doing? And as long as you just, you know, stay steadfast and you keep doing what, you know, you know, you're supposed to be doing, like you adapt and you wake up one day and you just go about your life and you're just like, Oh, this is fine. I got this. It's, it's fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you know, do you ever feel like that? Especially being further out? Yeah. Well, that's the thing is I almost, I'm not going to say I don't remember what life was like before. Cause obviously like it was a very big impactful portion of my life um, prior surgery, but I will say it's been so long that I've had restricted, like a restricted tool to, um, help me lose the weight and then also keep it off and, um, learn that we don't absorb things a certain way anymore. And just kind of like you were saying, you learn to adapt. And so you have to, you learn to eat differently and, um, just drink more water because we need it. And and the way we exercise and just everything that works for you, you kind of just find your own groove. And the way I eat is very different from the way you eat. They both work though for us. They, the way that I eat is something that like just works for my body and you too. And I think that like, like you're saying like the doctors and the dietitians, even in the beginning, yeah, it's all very new and very exciting. And it's so important to have that foundation of just understanding how to um, roll into a new way of life. 
But once you kind of get the swing of things, you have to realize that you have to be in charge of the rest of your life. And so mm-hmm. that may look different for everybody. Like, Joel, maybe you, and I know I'm just, this is hypothetical. Maybe you can yeah. only really eat like grilled chicken and salads and oatmeal. And that's the only thing that um, really keeps the weight off for you. And maybe I could have, you know, two cheeseburgers every week and whatever it is. And it's just like yeah. finding that balance for you, do it, go for it. And I think, I love that you said that too, because I kind of want to piggyback off that. I feel like people don't, they feel like they're never going to be able to have like a balanced life again. And this is just like your friendly reminder. You will be able to balance life again, but because you have this tool, it's actually going to be easier to have a balance. You're going to be able to say, Hey, like I'm going to have some potato chips, but I'm going to make sure I pair that with some kind of protein, like a cheese stick and maybe some fruit. So I get some fiber. You're not saying no to the potato chips because they were maybe a trigger food, but you're finding a way to bring them in a balanced way into your new lifestyle. You know what you need to prioritize, but you also like, you're going to live your life. Like how many times now, especially with it being like football season, you go and there's dips everywhere and there's crackers and there's, (laughs) there's, I mean, you tell I'm telling you. And it's like, Oh, okay. Like maybe I'll have a few chips, but Hey, you know, I could have some Buffalo chicken wing dip with celery. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and I still get to enjoy, you know, like, and that's exactly what I do. Like I eat that kind of food, like literally all the time. Um, because I work in a restaurant where that's the type of food we have. And I've been able to, you know, say, Hey, like if I pair this with this, or if I modify it this way and I do it that way, like you're fine, it's fine. You know? And I want, I actually just posted a thing about it today and it's like, you will be able to enjoy food and even, you know, as big of a thing as saying, this is your life again, Yeah, you know? You're going to get through these phases and then you're going to get to a point where you wake up one day and you're like, okay, I got this. I I know what works for me. I know what doesn't work for me. And that's one of the best things about the tool is that you kind of get like this ultimate restart Mm -hmm. and you get to reintroduce those things and you get to relearn your habits and and all of that kind of stuff and, and maybe make it how you always wanted it to be. Exactly. And it, It's sort of like just like a built-in portion control tool. So like you were saying, if you wanted a couple of chips and some buffalo chicken dip, I, it's exactly what you're saying. I like to call it yes anding, like, yes, I will have these chips and I'm going to pair it with, um, you know, that cheese stick you mentioned or whatever. So it's like, and I'm learning that going through school too, like in just studying dietetics in general, they really emphasize not... And this could be in any, you know, avenue of dietetics, but just really emphasize not taking away from the person, but adding to adding something into their diet. So like you were saying, you could have both of those things and still feel like you got your, what you wanted. And then you also paired it with something that is nourishing for your body. So, um, like the example was a kid who only eats pizza all the time and they're really trying to not restrict the kid, but they want to make sure that they're incorporating something else. So it's like, okay, well, you can have pizza and let's try the salad with it. So you're not taking away the pizza from them, but you're also just adding something to it. And so eventually that'll, that'll become part of their norm and they'll be able to self-regulate. And it's the same for us. Once you just sort of um, are a little bit more open to um, having that balance, it becomes less overwhelming and you feel not deprived and you feel like you can 
uh, not overdo it because you've got that tool, but you can also, you know, enjoy the foods you're eating. It's not always going to feel like you're on a diet. And it, I don't think life should feel like that. No. And I actually even coming into like, I completely agree, like with everything you just said. And even like with diet culture, you know, we're so used to taking away, you know what I mean? Well, why mm-hmm. can't we add, but what we're adding you know, is nutritionist, you know, like nutritional value to whatever we're eating. Obviously for us, it's smaller portions. So you got to kind of prioritize, you know, somebody with a bigger stomach, obviously they can add, you know, a whole piece of pizza and a salad where we might have, you know, a a little thing of salad and like a half a piece of pizza or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like, I like how it's, you know, with, especially even like with kids too, like you, you can't restrict because then that leads to, you know, resentment and you're like, oh, well, I can't have that. And then mental issues like, well, why can't I have that? Well, it's not healthy, blah, 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 blah. But you know, the adding, it's like, you just, you feel less deprived that way. Mm -hmm. And you're like, it's, you can, you can have that balance that we were saying, you know? Well, and with, especially with people with, um, you know, a, a bariatric procedure too, if you're adding, so let's say hypothetically, we went to Chick-fil-A, I got a three-piece strip and a side salad. And normally I just eat the chicken and whatever. Well, if I'm eating a couple bites of salad here and there, and then I'm, you know, eating a strip and then I'm making my way through the second one or whatever, and then I'm just starting to feel satisfied. I'm feeling like, you know what, I'm good. I feel like I am, I could stop eating and kind of move on with my day you're actually eating less of the thing that you feel is maybe um, a less, I'm not saying it is, but a less nutritious choice. And you're right. and you're adding a piece of something else in there. And so that's a way to just naturally balance because you're, you're mm-hmm. kind of, we can't eat everything, you know, at no. every meal necessarily. Yeah. So if you're adding something, it, it diversifies or adds a little variety and then it just, it sort of helps you self-regulate how much of that thing you're eating. Yeah, exactly. And I love that because then people, you know, knowing that you can do that as you get further out, you can have that, you know, that little bit of everything. Cause obviously in the beginning, like we, what we take two or three bites, you know, now I'm yeah. to the point to where I maybe can take like six or seven bites. And I remember at first I was really nervous about that. But I said, at the same time, I had just gone to lunch with like a bariatric friend that I had met in DC. And I said, you know, it's really, it's actually kind of nice to be able to eat a little bit more. Do I still feel my restriction? Absolutely. Am I still prioritizing my protein? Absolutely. But I can eat a little bit more and I can actually enjoy my meal over a, like maybe a little bit of a longer span because Mm -hmm. I can fit a little bit more and it's, but it's not like anything's broken. I'm just, I'm getting further out now. I'm adapting. I am, you know, progressing just as back into a a normal, you know, not a normal size stomach, but just like a normal, just everyday lifestyle. I just Just don't eat a lot. Yeah. Just, just to a place where you feel you could go to dinner with somebody and eat what, what you wanted of it and you don't feel like you're gonna throw up after three bites like you just right, feel like yeah, you're yeah. into life again so yeah and it can be yeah. scary like I remember that first feeling of being like oh like I feel like I can eat a little bit more and it, it kind of like makes you worry because I know we all become like oh we're, we're constantly losing weight this is sweet and and it yeah. is it's amazing but then you're like oh I can have four bites now and it's like that's okay that this is the how it is supposed to be, you know, that, that extreme restriction, that really tight restriction is supposed to just 
help you get through the weight loss, the bulk of the weight loss. And then for the rest of your life, it's just supposed to help you manage the weight loss and maintain. Maintain. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and I feel like people, you know, to, I don't know, I'm sure you've, you know about Dr. Eric Smith. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I love him. We do like a live series and he made this really, and I always give him so much credit because I remember when he said it, I was like, oh my God, I never looked at it like that. You know, maintenance should not be a scary thing. That number that you're maintaining, that that stall that we hit when we hit that maintenance mode is the goal. Right. He, right. he said, he's like, the goal is a stall. The goal is a healthy weight that you can maintain and live your life with balance and enjoyment and happiness because you finally feel like, you know, the version you are like that end goal really is a stall. Now, is it maybe right. not as much as you wanted it to be? No. Then then that's where you kind of go in with your team and you reevaluate and say, hey, I want to lose another 10 pounds. Where am I at? Where do I need to be at calorically? Like whatever it is, you know what I mean? But the end goal is, is, a, is a weight that stays about the same that you mm-hmm. can maintain easily well not easily but just happily like yeah like I'm okay with this you know what I mean yeah and I feel like that's not you know we look at stalls as such a bad thing um in the weight loss surgery world and they are annoying and they are frustrating absolutely especially when you're early on and you're like what's going on but you know at the end of the day you want to stall out at a healthy weight that's that's good for you and your body So I always like, I always, I think about that all the time whenever I look at the scale and it's in between, you know, I go up between the same, you know, five to six pounds down and up, down and up, just depending on what I ate. And I, every day I'm like, okay. Or every time I weigh, I'm like, okay, this is good. We're not going up, up, up. We're not going down, down, down. We're just staying. I'm living my life. I'm happy. I'm content. I like the way my clothes fit. I like the way I look in pictures. Things fit me well. Like I'm, I'm good, you know? And that like, Honestly, the last part of what you just said is really what it's about uh, or what it feels like it's about for me is or what I've always what I always wanted to get out of this is what I should say is that, um, you know, I spend I spend I still admit to it. I spend a lot of time thinking about the number and and just because I'm it's so I'm so trained. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, I, mm-hmm. and it's exhausting. And um, I really empathize with everybody who who has it on their mind as often as um, I know I suffer with it because it just it is just something that completely still is in me. Um, but I will say it's not, I'm trying to learn that it is le- way less about the number at the end of the day. Like you're saying, you may have that set point uh, range that you're comfortable with. That's perfect. But what you said that was important is you like how you feel. You like how you fit in clothes. It's, you like how you look in pictures. You like how you can move. You like how you can interact with your husband and your son. And like, that's what it's about. It's just about yeah. feeling good. And like that, that whatever that feel good spot is for you, like if it, it could be any number, it doesn't have to be about the number, but just for you to feel like, God, I finally accomplished what I wanted. Yeah. And it becomes about so much more than just a number or weight or yeah, I don't know. No, no, it's so true. And I was just, I had just, I literally, I've been on this kind of lately because like, you know, my, my scale is like, like it's up those five pounds from like my lowest weight, but it goes up and down and up and down. And sometimes it's a mental thing, but I really realized I go at the end of the day, the scale does not tell the whole story. It tells a part of it. It tells a part of it, but every day, you know, I say just because the number is up or whether it's down or I said, but I'm still me. 
Mm -hmm. I'm still the same girl showing up day in and day out doing the best I can. You know what I mean? I'm not perfect. I I always say like, I'm like, I'm just, I'm just Joelle from Buffalo, like just trying to freaking make it, you know what I mean? And I'm just trying to, you know, in the midst of me going through this, I'm trying to help people and I'm trying to live my life and I'm trying to, you know, inspire and whatever it is, like, you know, it doesn't, the scale does not tell the story of who you are. It's just, you know, it's a good gauge, you know, obviously like it can be a great gauge and a great tool when you feel like maybe things are getting out of control. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it doesn't tell your, it doesn't, it has absolutely nothing to do with your worth or who well, no. you are as no, and a person. Well, that of course. And then also when you said it doesn't tell the whole story and maybe in like a literal sense, what if you're about to get your period? What if, um, I don't literally know. today, today <laughs> I got my period this morning and I text Evan and I probably cried like five times this week. And I just was Aww. like, I was like, well, this, I was like, this just, I'm just, I'm having like, I'm in a, I've talked about it a lot. I'm in a season of growth right now. So I have a lot of uncomfortable things kind of going on and change and all good things, but just, it's uncomfortable and it's scary. And I'm, you know, I'm doing, you know, whatever. Yeah. And, um, I've cried. And then I woke up this morning. I go, well, I go, got my period, you know, sorry guys, TMI, but it is what it is. And I was like, this explains why I was like this all week. And even right. at work, the, uh, well, I don't even know what day it was Wednesday. My boss was like, are you okay? I was like, no, no, I'm not, but it's fine. <laughs> oh yeah. It's, but that's the but thing no, though. That, but it, we're, it changes. Sorry. <laughs> no, it does. It does. It changes, but we all go through like weight cycles and that's, that's what I like. I keep hearing this term in school and class, everybody says weight cycles, you know, everybody goes up and down for various reasons, whether it is fat gain, whether it is your period, whether it's retaining water, whatever, or, you know, you're just not eating as much salty food. Yeah, right. Any, any, I mean, there's a thousand reasons. And so don't let that be the whole story. Like you're saying, like, don't look at the scale and say, okay, well, this is what I've done. This is, you know, Mm -hmm. no, sometimes we ebb and flow and it's not the end of the world. No. And like there, you know, I was just talking with like another friend and, you know, she was talking about how she was dealing with like, you know, some, some significant regain. And I said to her, I go, you're not a failure. I go, you're in a season of life right now where maybe you had to do something to survive. You, you never know everybody's story. You never know what someone is going through. You never know what they're dealing with, how they're doing emotionally, what's going on in their home. You just don't know, you know, which is why I always say at the end of the day, choose kindness. But I told her, I was like, you are not a failure. I said, you are just in a season, you know, where maybe you're not your most confident. So now you know this. So now what do we do to change it? You know, instead of saying, I, you know, I'm this, I I go, no, you're not. You're not. You're really not. You're just in a, I always say you're either going into a storm, coming out of one or going into one. (laughs) So you're like, you know what I mean? And I said, you're in this season right now where maybe you're not feeling your most confident. So what do we do to change it? You know, and I told, I go write down what I, I go write down the top five things that you can do to change how you feel right now. I said, and then tackle them one at a time. Anything that's in your control. I said, and change it. You know what I mean? I go, you're not, you're not a failure. If you're listening to this and you're going through something, you're not a failure. You're not. No, it doesn't matter. Like you said, ebbs and throws, uh, ebbs and flows, <laughs> seasons of life, <laughs> seasons of life, you know, and it's, it's okay. It's, you know, it's, you're not going to be 
perfect all the time. And I hate that perfection stigma of, you know, you have to be this perfect bariatric patient all of the time and you have to do the right things all the time. I mean, obviously we have to do, you know, the things that we know we're supposed to do, water, vitamins, protein, move your body, things like that. You sign up for that. But the right, you know what I mean? Like the, the idea of being perfect is just who wants to be perfect? <laughs> well, no. And I also like the fact that you said like, maybe you needed to do something for survival. I know this sounds, I literally just left therapy before we got on this podcast. Like I just got home from a therapy appointment. So I have like some of her voice in my head, but like we were talking about my weight. Cause that's like something that, that I struggled with as a kid and, and still struggle with in terms of like that negative voice from my dad and all, all sorts of things. So um, we were talking about that. And she was just like, you ate because you needed to survive in that environment. And sometimes those moments or those periods or seasons, um, however you want to look at it, appear in adulthood too. And so maybe you needed to put on a little bit of weight and maybe that food was protected for you in that survival mode. So just mm-hmm. try to have a little grace with yourself because it can you can take it back off too. Yeah, Absolutely. And I know you've done that too. I mean, you've, you, yep. you find the things that work for you, whether I think you were doing 75 hard or intermittent fasting, you know, I still have a tendency just naturally to stick to low carb. You know yep. what I mean? I just, I like the way I feel when I eat that way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But occasionally I'll go out and I'll have normal sushi and I'll have, you know, oh my God, a piece of fried, you know, like tempura or something. And it's not the end of the world. You know what I mean? Like it's not, you know what I mean? So But it's, life is, you know, you're going to go through seasons. And I feel like that's important that people know it's not going to be, I even am teaching that like with my son right now, like not even weight loss surgery related. I go, dude, I go, you're going to have days where things go exactly how you want them to. I said, and it's going to be happy and you're going to be great. So then there's going to be times where things are not going your way. I go, and it's never about what you say. It's, It's how you say it. It's about what you do about it. You know, and you just, you just keep going. You don't stop. You just keep going. Right. Right. And I think um, it's a, it can be challenging in those times too um, for, for patients like us also, because I think we, I, I mean, I'll speak for myself. I, I had such a lack of a feeling of control my whole life. And so then once you get that piece of control over your life and then life, starts to ebb and flow as it will it's sort of like we're learning later in life how to and I keep saying self-regulate but self-regulate and that doesn't necessarily just mean food that means dealing with days that don't go your way every now and then because you've had this string of days going your way because it feels so good and you're on such a high you have to adjust to realize that we're you know we're learning something or a skill or, or we're just always evolving and learning that We've got to, you know, we've got to stick up or, you know, stick in there when times are hard. Yeah, just keep going. Yeah, no, yeah, I completely agree with you. And it, and it's, it's funny you said that because like even, you know, obviously we struggled with our weight like as children and yeah. we had grown, we had grown adults making comments about our bodies, which led us to have, you know, self issue, you know, self-esteem issues and things like that. Yes. And, you know, I, I just, I'm really, I've been going through some of this stuff with Liam, so I don't mean to keep referencing it, but no. I'm trying to teach, I'm trying to teach him you know what I'm learning now, like, Hey, you can't care about what anybody says about you. I said, you, it has absolutely nothing to do with them and everything to do 
nothing to do with you and everything to do with them. You know, mm-hmm. when you go through these, these things that, and I'm trying to teach him how to self-regulate because I really was never saw, taught to self-regulate. And now here I am 35 putting in this mental work of, okay, I'm not going to get upset. I'm not going to ang- get angry. I'm not going to emotional eat. I'm, I, I have to, I have to address this. I have to, you know, say, Hey, like what's going on, what's in my control and what's out of my control and what can I do? And what, what can I just let go? You know what I mean? Right. And I, I just feel like, you know, he's only been on this earth for nine years. And, and, you know, so you cute. think at, at, I'm like, dude, I go, you've only been here for nine years. Mommy's 35. And I still don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Right. I, I said, I, I, I said, we're still figuring it out. And I'm always like, we do it together. And then that's why we have, you know, like you and I, we have each other, we have a community and you have friends and you have people that you look up to and you seek for support. It's, it's so like, nobody should have to, you know, go through, you know, that's those seasons alone, you mm-hmm. know? Always knowing that like somebody has your back too. I don't know where that came from. I think because I've been dealing with it so much, but no, I'm <laughs> listen, this is the place to talk about it. And I think I love I think it's interesting that you were you are saying that you're going through a lot of this with your son, but also you're saying, I think, that you're going through it yourself now. So it's like you guys are both learning these uh mm-hmm. emotional regulation i mean i'm doing i'm trying to do it all the time where you're just like wow i need to like i really need to like readjust the way that i approach this situation because yeah. that's not the way i want to approach it anymore you know what i mean and i right. don't want to turn to food or i don't want to turn to unhealthy habits that don't serve me you know what i mean right. so it's just interesting you know what i mean it's just like wow we both really are going through it <laughs> Well, and I feel like too, as you know, even just as bariatric patients, like we have to, we have to do that mental work or else we will go back to old habits because, you know, this is not a, this is not a quick fix or, or an easy fix because it's, I know we've talked about it before. It's a hundred times more mental than it is physical. You have that physical restriction, right? You have that physical thing saying, Hey, beep, 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 I'm full where your brain, you know, you could let it just say off fuck it and just let it get out of control. You know what I mean? And you have to do that mental work, but maybe sometimes you, you couldn't, or you, you, you know, maybe you're pre-op and you just can't because you're just so, you know, focused on, you know, maybe your weight or your trauma or whatever it is, you know, and you, we have as bariatric patients, we have to find different coping mechanisms because food is no longer an option. Right, right. And I know that we've mentioned it a couple of times, but like one of the main examples that you hear is um, addiction, transfer, transfer, addiction, however you want to say it. Um, yeah. And that could go, you know, shopping, drinking, gambling. Um, I don't know, anything. Exercise, yeah. Just uh, like, exercise, yeah. 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 So it's, it's, it's that. And then it's also just, I don't know, you just realize that how much you relied on food. And so once you sort of get that thing, not, I'm not going to say taken away from you, but the ability to um, overeat habitually, Mm -hmm. once that is taken away, you are left with the, you're holding your hands out. And those are the emotional pieces that you've got to address because you don't have that soothing mechanism, coping mechanism anymore. And so it's, um, you know, I admit that I started therapy or just like kind of head on addressing my food issues, like honestly, um, 
I should have, I feel I should have done it earlier in my like whole weight loss journey, just because I was so focused on the number and the looks and everything. And then I just realized, wow, I really like, I'm still holding on to this stuff that's like not gone. So I just think if you can just make that a priority at some point, because it's just, it, it frees up so much mental real estate in your mind. Mm-hmm. Once, you, once you feel like you're in a safe place to be vulnerable with a therapist or a friend or somebody where you can just be completely honest, it's so freeing. And it's, I yes. just, every time I leave her office, I'm like, I don't know why I, I was still hiding and kind of with some shame, even after the surgery about the way I ate in private or the way I, how much, how much I thought about food or yeah. Um, anything like that. And so when you can call it out, it's just like, God, it loses so much power over you. You can just kind of let yeah. it go. Yeah. When you like acknowledge it and you're like, okay, like we're going to move on from this. Like you, it's like you take yes. it and it's gone. Yeah. It's not taken, like you said, taking up any more real estate. Yeah. It just, it just like takes away the importance it has over you. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. I did that thing. I used to hide robbers. I, you know, used to feel it. You know what I mean? It's just like, Okay. Yeah. And you're human. And I'm glad you said that now because you can just be like, yeah, now I can release this. And it's just, it's just very powerful. And I just hope everybody knows that the mental stuff is just as important. Like Joelle was saying. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And if you need to get a therapist, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. There's absolutely, there should be no shame if you need to like, I love it. Talk something out. (laughs) I, I, I mean, seriously, sometimes you just, and the thing is too, it's like, yeah, you can talk to your friends and yeah, you can talk to your spouse and you can talk to your family, but they're all biased. Right. They, they, the they love, they, they, they love you and they don't think there's anything wrong with you. And I'm not saying that like there's anything wrong with you. Or, no, like, yeah. You know what I mean? But you go and you have an unbiased person that really, until they start talking, you know nothing about you. That's yeah. what you bring them. And they can say, okay, well, okay, well, why? And why, why do you think this is? And, you know, they ask all the questions and stuff, but, and if that's something you need, you do it because yeah. it'll help propel you forward instead of you feeling like you can't get past what held you back in the first place, you know? So I'm proud of you. I I commend you for, you know, taking that time for yourself and wanting to just heal. That's amazing. (laughs) Thank you. No, I really appreciate it. I just feel like, uh, I don't know. I I think it's said so often like, oh, you know, take away the therapy stigma or, uh, you know, but it's like actually fucking take it away. It doesn't matter. Make that appointment. People... Who cares? Yeah. Truly go reach out to whoever helped you do it. Mm-hmm. And and don't, and there's nothing wrong with it. No one's going to judge you. It's important. So, and you're a priority. You should be your priority. Yeah, exactly. You can't fill from an empty cup or you can't pour from an empty cup. Exactly. I love that. You thing. can't, you can't, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> We're speaking of season. So, um, I have an exciting piece of news to share um, and also really scary, which is why I even started talking about the therapy thing, because um, I'm expecting my first baby. Oh, I don't think I can't. Oh, I can hear you now. (laughs) But um, thank you. Yeah, no, it's very exciting. But, you know, it's scary and uh, we're we're really looking forward to it but I was going to go out a little bit off the mic is I'm having like this crazy mixture of emotions where I'm so pumped to like you know create this 
new life and, and um, my husband's so excited. And then on the other hand, I'm struggling with the idea of my um, upcoming weight cycles. And I know, you know, whether you've had bariatric surgery or not, it doesn't matter if you get stressed. A lot of people get stressed out when they get pregnant because of the weight gain or the weight changes or body changes mm-hmm. in general, not even weight. So uh, yeah, I'm having a real uh, grand old time dealing with those ups and downs. <laughs> but um, I'm really excited and I kind of credit the surgery to me even being able to get pregnant at a healthy weight. And so I, you know, there's so many blessings, but I'm still kind of wrapping my mind around the fact that I don't have that piece of, I won't have that piece of control for like the next several months. And so I don't know, what advice do you have from one mother to a mother to be? (laughs) You know, honestly, just go with it. You know, I, I know we were talking about it a little bit briefly, but like you're sharing, you know, your, your body with, with another human. And it's incredible that our bodies can even do that. Like, thank God. Like, I don't even, I don't even understand sometimes. Like I can't even fathom that like, like we could, like, I mean, I can't cause I've been through it, but it's like that our bodies are capable of growing a human, feeding a human, caring for a human exiting a human. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm just like, there's just, it's just crazy that, you know, and us as, as women, like we really are like such incredible, uh, creatures. <laughs> like we're incredible. Um, and you know, I, I can tell you if you want to know like a little bit of like my experience, like obviously I did not have my weight loss surgery tool. Now, pen, you know, being somebody who always, you know, kind of struggled with, with my weight, when I was pregnant, I was like, I'm eating for two. I'm going to have what I want. And, right. you know, I, I, I did, I put on 80 pounds with my pregnancy, 80 pounds. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but quite honestly, like I was really, it was all in the front because I'm short. Just narrow. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, there was nowhere to go. But I mean, I did, I mean, I was, you know, I, and when I got pregnant, I was actually at my tiniest because, you know, for those of you who don't know, like Evan and I had like a whirlwind romance. We like met in January, started dating in April, got pregnant in July, married in September. Now we're like well into like our 10th year of marriage. But like, I love that. I love that story. (laughs) It was like, you know, when I knew that I was pregnant, I just was kind of like, I'm not going to tell my body no to anything that it wants. I think looking back now with hindsight, I probably would have made a few better choices. Um, You know, but there was nothing I could, there's nothing I could do. I was five foot. I was, I was growing a person and I was working too. Like for those of you who don't know, like I've been a restaurant server since I was 16. I started at Pizza Hut and my career, you know, I'm a career restaurant server. That's how I make my money. That's how I live my life. And I love it. Um, And I was not sedentary. I was working in a restaurant, a very busy downtown restaurant. um, And it didn't matter. I was still putting on weight. You know what I mean? Like it it Mm -hmm. didn't matter. But I really, I would just tell you, just embrace it. um, Because it's a beautiful thing that you're doing and your body is made to stretch and go back and stretch and go back. And, and I know, and I, and I'm sure, especially coming from, from the standpoint of we've, you've already lost the weight. You don't want to see that number go up, you know? 
and, and I, and I can completely understand why that would even, you know, be on our radar because, well, it's like, oh my God, we just lost all the weight. Now I'm going to like put weight back on, but you know, and, and quite honestly, and I mean this and all the nice, like, what if you have no issues? What if you only put on, you know, 20, 25 pounds, you know what I mean? Like you kind of got to just, you know, just embrace it. And you know, try, I mean, you're going to have cravings. I, I will never forget. No. <laughs> I'm like, are you craving anything right now? I'm so curious. Well, it's so weird. And <laughs> every time people ask me, okay, one, actually two weird things. Uh, one's not a craving, but one is just a weird thing. I woke up one morning and my mouth tasted like um, gingerbread. It just like, oh. it, and that happened for like a week straight. And I wasn't eating anything like that before, but I'm not having like Pumpkin spice lattes, nothing like that. So I don't know. Are you eating gingerbread cookies before you go to bed? <laughs> I might be in my sleep. I have to you're them, like sleep, like sleep eating. <laughs> yeah, uh, yes, and sleep buying them because we don't even have them in the house. But anyway, and then so that's what one thing. But the other craving for sure is Panera tuna salad, and it's just so. They're good. what salad? They're tuna salad sandwich. Tuna, okay. For some reason, I'm like, oh, so good. But like, anyway, that's the only thing I could think. Of. But Go ahead. What were you going to say about cooking? Oh, yeah. No, I just, I will never forget when, like, I, so we have a Wegmans here. I don't know if you guys have a Wegmans here. Yes. Um, or there. But, so, like, Wegmans is an experience, but they have this amazing, like, chocolate cake. The and ultimate like, chocolate cake? The ultimate chocolate cake. <laughs> have you had that and the ultimate vanilla cake? It is yes. to die. Okay, have you tried nice. their cake? Have, have, you, have you tried their carrot cake? Their carrot cake is, like, bomb as well. Mm-hmm. No, but I oh love God. their cheesecake, the ultimate cheese. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm getting now. Okay. I'm, now I'm craving. <laughs> Sorry, no, no, no. But anyway, I, I was eating. I had to go to Wegmans, and I was probably like eight months pregnant. And I parked in the expectant mother parking because Wegmans has that because it's amazing. Yeah. And I had to have the ultimate chocolate cake and Parmesan cheese together. Ooh. So like, I grated. Like not grated, but like I would like take a bite of like the chocolate cake and a bite of the Parmesan cheese at the same time. And it just it kind of it kind of is it is what it is. And you know maybe thinking you know just now as like I'm thinking about it too. Like you know start looking at the other things that you're gonna get to do now that yeah. you're pregnant. You know what I mean? Like you're gonna get to wear all the cute little you know baby bump shirts with like pumpkins and candy canes on them, and you're yeah. gonna get. To- <laughs> You know what I mean? Like you can plan a baby moon for you and your man and go away for a weekend, like before the baby's there, like, and maybe make it like super magical and you can wear fun maternity dresses and, you know, be all flowy and just embrace this, this body that's, that's growing a adorable little human. Cause if you guys have not seen her husband, there's gonna be one cute freaking baby <laughs> and I cannot wait. I'm so excited. Um, you know, and maybe just, and don't flip on the scale. For if it if you for your yeah. mental health, I, I don't step on it. I mean, it, I mean, and it's probably easier said than done. But if I wake up in the morning and I'm like, mm, and I'm not, you know, that, I'm like, I don't think I want to step on it today because I don't want it to, you know, affect me in any way. I just don't do it. I love I love that, and it it started to keep bringing my therapist back into this. It's just I got so much out of that, and then rolling into this, but like, um. I was telling her, I was like, I had to like brief my whole like OB team because my husband came with me to, to the first appointment. And I was like, just so you know, I don't want my weight announced ever. I don't want you to say it out loud when you're weighing me. I don't want my doctor to say it when you, I just want, I'm very private about it. It's just how I am. And so, and then my therapist, I was telling her how it was like stressing me out. She's like, 
you can just simply say you're not comfortable discussing your weight. And unless it becomes like something that's harmful for the baby or you or anything, you don't need to like worry about it. And I, she's like, I don't think you should wait. So, and so you saying that too, I'm like, I, I'm saying, I don't know what it's like for being pregnant. Cause I, I don't think I knew this at the time when I was pregnant, but you can, I think anytime you go to it, you can, you can deny, say, I don't want to be weight today. Yeah. Yeah. You I mean, can, you can, you can, de- you can deny it. I mean, I mean, and quite honestly, like, what are they going to say? Oh, you put on 10 pounds, like no shit, Sherlock. I'm growing a human. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. I, so I, I got, not only do I have a human in my uterus, but I have fluid and water protecting it. Everything is moving and growing. Like what, what do you want from me? Do you want, what, what do you want from me? I hate it when people are like, you yes. I'm like, I'm growing a human that I have no control over my body right now. <laughs> no, it's true. And what's so ironic. And I'm again, very excited to be having this baby, but yeah, it feels like it's scary. It's, yeah. Well, it is, but it also as shitty as it sounds, it feels like an allergen in my body right now because I have the worst morning sickness. And so I'm, I haven't even started the weight gain process. I've actually lost a little because it's hard to keep anything besides water down or like I'll do premier protein that thank God for them because it gives you enough protein and just nutrients and but um protein so basic, yeah. yeah so basically I am getting out of the first trimester and I'm heading into feeling more normalcy which thank God because I cannot wait to stop getting sick but also I know that I'm supposed to gain weight it's encouraged that they want you to gain a little weight you're it's just going yeah. to happen so it's like wrapping my head around all of this stuff. It's, I don't know, but I think those are great tips. And I, I know that there's more important things in the world, but, um, well, it's not I, that there, it's not that there, it's more, I mean, your feelings and the way that you feel are entirely valid. I, I mean, you, you, you should never feel like, Oh, I'm, I feel like I'm being, you know, it's not that you, Everything that you feel, especially given the fact that you just lost the way you feel confident in yourself, you're happy, you're healthy, you know, and now not only are you pregnant, but it's going to bring in a huge life change. I mean, babies yeah. are great, but babies are, are worse. worse. You know, it's, 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 I mean, like I, I, Liam cried for the first two years of his life. I'm not even exaggerating. And I'm not saying that to say, you know, every baby's different, obviously, but I just, you know, and I, what would I do? I would eat. I, I have a photo from 2015 that I finally found. It's so difficult for me to find photos, full body photos of myself from that time in my life. And that was probably my biggest weight, my heaviest weight, highest weight, whatever you want to call it was around. Oh, I I was, I had to be pushing 250 on a Mm -hmm. five foot frame, but my babies are, it's, it's a, it's a, an an adjustment. You know what I mean? And it's, it's a, it's a season, you know, now I, now my kids fully self-sufficient. I'm like, okay, you're going to go play video games. Okay. Love you. Bye. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? I'm like, it's, it's all, it all, you know, and it's just every phase has its ups and downs, just, just like everything. But what you feel is, is totally valid and totally normal. And, and, you know, it's okay to be nervous and it's okay to, to feel scared for lack of better, you know, for that, you know, the whole weight gain and everything. And yeah, but it's, you're, you're going to be just fine and I'll help you. I'll call Mm. you up every day and tell you you're beautiful. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. And it'll be, it'll be fine. It's just, I think, you know, I'm sure everybody out there who's, 
who's listening to this can understand that like once you've gotten over that hurdle that had held you back so long in your life and then you're like yeah but now what it feels like you're going backwards but you're not it's temporary but you're not right yeah and and you know what and I and I know you and I know your self-discipline and your commitment when you do decide to you know and when you're ready and when you feel comfortable and you, you know, let's, you know, wherever you're at in a year when the baby's here and you're adjusting, you know, and you're adjusting and you're adapting into your new life, you know, whatever, you're going to say, okay, I'm going to start making these changes and, and you're going to be just fine. You yeah. know what I mean? You're going to be just fine. And then you're going to have this beautiful little baby and you're going to be like, oh my God, I didn't know this kind of love existed. <laughs> That's what everyone said. I will say, I cannot wait to see what, what he or she looks like. Like, I'm so excited to like have my own like little cute baby it's just, yeah it's just an adjustment man I'm not even out of master my magic <laughs> well and it's and it's mental too because like you said yeah. like you finally got over you finally got over that one thing that held you back and yeah. stuff you're going backwards you're just you're going into a different season right now you yeah. know and thank god and thank god that when you come out of that you have a tool you yeah. know what I mean you're you're cut you're coming out of it still with that tool intact you know what I mean and yes. you'll have a, a beautiful little bundle of joy. You're right. I, I always, I do forget that we will always have this tool. So it's like not, it's just, it's so, it's been really nice. Cause, um, I, as I've mentioned, but if you're new, to, new to the podcast, I'm in, uh, um, I'm getting my master's in nutrition to become a bariatric dietitian and I'm in my last year of school. And so I will graduate in May and I will give birth a week later. <laughs> It's just a lot at one time, but you know, thank God I have the support I do. And it's a women-based pretty much women-based program. And a lot of them have had kids recently and they're all like rallying around me. And so I shout out to Meredith college. They're wonderful. So anyway, (laughs) and we have to, we have to make sure that we do these consistently because I want to follow you because I want to hear how you're feeling. And I'm, I'm sure other people would really love to hear how you're feeling, how you're handling things, what you're doing, you know, to kind of come over, like overcome whatever mental battles you're, you're going through. Cause we all have them, even if we don't talk about them, everybody's battling something we know nothing about, yeah. you know what I mean? Trying to, trying to heal from something we know absolutely nothing about. And I think, you know, it could really, ha- you know, I mean, I love, you know, I love you and I freaking adore you and you're inspiring and you can just, you know, Aww. Well, I love you and I appreciate your perspective and I love that you've gone through it. So you can just be my little support cheerleader because <laughs> I need it right now. I, will, I, I Like I told you, text me any, I mean, you know, I mean, you text me anyway, but like text me anytime that you like have a, a pregnancy mom question. I mean, I feel like I'm a little bit of a veteran now I'm nine years in, but now it's getting yes. harder. It's well, getting, you know, it's, it, it's harder now when they're older, because kind of like I said, I, I have to show him what I'm learning now that what other people you can't care about what other, what took me to my thirties till my thirties to figure out and just be okay with. I'm trying to teach my nine-year-old that, you know, people are mean and people are not always, don't always have your best interests at heart. You know, you find the ones that, you know, make your light shine brighter and you stick with them. I said, you always know me and daddy have your back. You know what I mean? It's, it's being a parent is, it's great. It's one of the best things i always tell liam all day i'll be like liam james and he'll be like what i'll be like did i tell you today and you'll be like tell me what i go you're the best thing that's ever happened to me and he (laughs) just looks at me and he just gets like this cheesy smile but it's it's hard it's not yeah 
It's it's all of the seasons come with their good and the bad. Well, he couldn't be cuter, and you couldn't be a better mom. And he's my he's oh. my favorite person. I tell he's like my favorite person, and I always tell him. I go, I tell him, I go, mm-hmm. you're my best friend. He goes, that's great. And I'm like, <laughs> but doesn't it's not return mom? No, that's so funny. yeah. Like I wait, wait. <laughs> he oh. wrote this really cute thing on one of his papers the other day. He wrote like he had to write like a sentence with all the different things, but this was his sentence. His sentence was like, "My mom loves to spend time with me," and I was Aww. like, "Oh, I was like the fact that you know that, and now you put it out." Like I cut it out and I put it downstairs in my craft room so I could always look at it. I'm like, he knows that how much like he knows, and that's my only goal is that he knows like I have his back and I just want him to be happy. Well, I love that. He's, that is so sweet. And not every kid gets that. So that should be, you know, a big compliment and testament to the way you are a parent. Aww, I just love him so much. He's so <laughs> cute. Well, I know you have to run to work soon, but I'm so yeah. glad we got a chance to catch up. And yes, I absolutely will absolutely document everything with you. I'll take pictures. Um, you know, the other I want thing all the pictures. Well, sorry, really one last thing I will say. It also feels, because I'm not showing yet, so it's like, this is all for nothing, because I feel like shit, but I'm not even showing. It'd be one thing if I had an adorable <laughs> bump. Right now, I'm just, like, sick and, like, <laughs> just being Now, like, how many weeks are you? I am nine and a half. Oh, okay, yeah, so you're going, yeah. you're well on your way, yeah. Yeah, oh so God. I have my next... You'll start to feel normal out. soon, a couple weeks. Yeah, I just want that bump. <laughs> Yeah, you'll get. Oh, you'll get it. You'll get it. And it's gonna keep growing. <laughs> oh, are you gonna do a three D ultrasound? I think so. I want to do everything I can. I just it's so new and so foreign. So I'm just like, I just want to educate myself and do as much as I can to like really immerse myself in this and nest and yeah, embrace. Sure. Yeah, so. Absolutely. I'll share that. I know we did. <laughs> yeah, we we did one with Liam, and I saw. I just was just a sonogram, and I was like, "Oh, he's got Evan's profile. He looked like he had his. You could see it in the sonogram. Like he had Evan's shape, just like Evan's got a. I love Evan, but he's got a big old head. Liam's got so- a big old head, and <laughs> I, sometimes I'll like look now. I'm like, he's got almost big as a head as I do, and um. But we did. I'm like, it has this part. Like, I, I'm growing you. I feed you. I birth you. And you come out looking just like your dad. What the? <laughs> yeah. What credit do you get? It's fun. Oh. Um, we did. We did the. Yeah. No, it's. We. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's so cute. Well, we'll see. Because my husband and I have extremely strong genes on both sides. Like, we, I look identical to my mom. And he looks exactly like his side of the family. So, it'll be very much a process. But. Maybe there'll be a good mix. Nice mix. And if anybody out there has any pregnancy before and or after bariatric surgery at any point, parenting, just any parenting info, I would love it. So I'm all ears and thank you for listening to me and my weird fears. (laughs) Oh, I now that you said that, like parenting advice, make sure like, and I I tell this to like, because I actually have a lot of friends that are pregnant or they just had babies. We had like three girls pregnant at work. There was something in the water at work and all three of them, they were all doing October. I was like, "Mm -mm, mm -mm, this, like I was telling you like this uterus is closed. Nope. Um, (laughs) But I always tell people like, you need to do what's best for you and your family. Everybody's going to have an opinion, whether you should co-sleep, put them in a crib, cry it out, coddle, whatever it is. You have to, at the end of the day, 
you need to do what is best for you and your family to make sure that you are getting sleep and that your mental health is okay. And that, you know, cause they, what they, you know, what might've worked for your mom might not work for you. And what worked for his mom might not work for you. And I wish I would have done that because I put my, I put the weight of what everybody else did, um, into my parenting. And at the end, you know, it took me probably about, and I was like, no, I'm just going to do what I want. We co-slept, you know, like just for like, judge me all you want. We co-slept until Liam was about five. Mm -hmm. And now I have the happiest, most independent, smart, healthy child. And it worked for me. And I don't really, you know what I mean? So read all the books, get all the info, but only do what works for you. It's so important. Because at the end of the day, like it's you and your husband's happiness and the baby and your comfortable, everything. What's it, what works for you and your family, your little family? Yes. And literally that was the perfect way to circle back to our first topic on do what works for you and your bariatric body. Yes. So weird. (laughs) I didn't even intend, I didn't even, that wasn't even intentional. (laughs) Literally full circle. I was like. (laughs) That's so funny. Well, I appreciate that because, yes, you, I am getting advice just right now, just pregnancy advice, but I am getting it from every angle. And I, it's so well meaning and so well received. Believe me, I'll hear it all, but I will at the end of the day be like, okay, this is what feels good. So I'm going to go with that. Right. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So, all right, guys. Well, we will be back soon. Yes. I can't wait to catch up with you more. Stay tuned, guys. We love you. Love you. Bye. Bye.